When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. You know, you're a bad teammate. How do you not, like, when I say something like, if you're that dude, how do you not call me out on it for sounding like Max? I mean, that's what a, do you ke- want that's me a to Kellerman say? special. What, what do you want me to say? If you want to steal Max Kellerman's shtick, then that's your business. I, it, no, it just, it just, I don't want to. It just came out. It was like the other day when we took over on first take and I said, no, that's Cap. I can't say that's Cap. This is me. I can't say that's Cap. Well, you said it, though. What do, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to check you right there. I want you to the laugh air. in my face. That's what I want you to do. You want me to laugh in your face? I, I want you to laugh in my face I for do saying that. that anyway. You know How why? are you going to differentiate when I laugh in your face for that as opposed to laughing in your face for all of the other crazy stuff you say? Because, it, because I would immediately, in that moment, recognize that I sounded ridiculous. And you know what friends do? Friends tell friends the truth. That's what they do. So I put that on you. Well, listen, I'll lie for you. I'll never lie to you. It it wasn't (laughs) one of those things that I thought was glaring in terms of how absurd it was. So I I let you make it. I didn't bring it up. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, your smart speakers as well, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lots of people getting ready to line up on Canty, on LeBron James, and whether or not Canty is capable of being objective about his Lakers. We will get to that in just a few moments, but Canty, earlier We gave it out. We need to let people know that there are five organizations. There are five coaches or players that we both feel are under the most pressure come this NBA postseason. And we each have our own list. So, let's roll. Here's Canty with the top five. All right, Canty. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's kick it off at number five. Number five. We got the L.A. team, and no, not my Lakers. It's the Clippers. They have the second highest payroll in basketball, and guess what? It's going to be a top two payroll for the next three seasons. What's Steve Ballmer getting for his money? Not much. Not much. And so Mm. this is the year that we're talking about the Clippers needing to take that next step and contend for an NBA Finals appearance. Making an appearance in the Western Conference Finals might not be the worst thing. We'll see what ends up happening, but a lot of pressure on that organization to get the return on the investment they made with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Keeping it moving. Number four. Nikola Jokic, back-to-back MVPs. Hadn't done a lot of winning in the postseason since he started (laughs) winning MVPs. He's been the front-runner for MVP for the majority of the season. Only recently, Joel Embiid overtook him, but... This guy has got to start doing some winning in the playoffs in order to validate or justify the MVPs that he's won. He's got no excuses with having a healthy Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. First time that's happened since the bubble. They need to go on a deep playoff run in order for me to buy into the Jokic hype. Number three. Doc Rivers. Listen, everybody talks about Joel Embiid and James Harden and how they're under pressure to make this thing work and go on a deep playoff run. 
Well, Doc has the MVP of the damn league. I mean, enough is enough. Get the Sixers to the conference finals. Get them to the NBA finals. Doc Rivers has been living off of that 2007 championship with the Boston Celtics for a long time. It's time for Doc to deliver. I have my doubts on whether or not he's capable of doing that. But Doc Rivers has got to be under a ton of pressure going into this postseason. They were talking about firing him after last postseason, being in ending in disappointing fashion. Would not be surprised if they fired him if they didn't get to the conference finals. Number two. The Boston Celtics, a franchise that is under pressure because of Jalen Brown and not knowing what's going to happen with him moving forward. Uh, we'll see what happens with the All-NBA teams and how that all plays out. But this franchise got to the NBA Finals last year. We got to see them finish the drill because I'm not sure that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can continue to coexist without this team adding some hardware to the trophy case. So that's a situation to watch. The Boston Celtics under a ton of pressure this postseason. Number one. That would be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is under the most pressure of anyone. Coach, player, franchise in these playoffs. Why? Because Kevin Durant has no excuse as to why he can't win a chip. Like he had a, a he made the team in his own uh, to his own liking in Brooklyn. That was an utter disaster, a total failure. Now he forced his way out a year into a contract extension, a max deal that he signed with Brooklyn, got to a better situation in Phoenix. Phoenix had to give up the farm. They already had an all-NBA player in Devin Booker. You got Chris Paul, a future Hall of Famer, and you got DeAndre Ayton, a former number one overall pick. If Kevin Durant can't win a championship outside of Golden State with this supporting cast, then that will be a stain on his legacy in the NBA. Okay, a couple of things here. I, I don't hate the list. Uh, first of all, the Clippers. I don't know that I'd put a ton of pressure on the Clippers when we don't know when Paul George is going to play. And that's, that's the issue there for me. But that's been always been the issue. Since they got there four years ago, that's been the issue. But he's so out they right can't now, play. can't he? They and can't that's the play. excuse. That, What'd you say? I don't expect the Clippers to be able to do anything without a healthy Paul George. So for me, okay. I can't quite put them on the list. Uh, Doc, listen, they don't win, Doc's getting fired. It's simple as that. But Doc's been around for so long, I I don't know that one more championship, he's got one. Does that change how he's viewed? Uh, Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But after last year, I just, I full-on expect him to be out, so I don't know if I put the pressure on him. And number three, uh, the KD one, I understand it. It's just he's been there for such a short time. I would argue that there would be more pressure on him next year, and he hasn't played very much with them. What has he played, eight games? Uh, you know, eight, nine games together? So that's where I would put it. All right, give me your list then. Give All me right. your list, Mr. Noah. Carlin with the top five. All number right, five. Number five, Joe Missoula, the coach he of the just Celtics. got there. But he did get there, Canty, but here's the problem. Midway through the season at the All-Star break, they gave him the extension. Now, all of a sudden, they didn't play as well after the break. None of I don't, I think people are not expecting the Celtics to win a championship this year. And with how Ime Odoka handled that team last year getting to the finals, anything short of that, people are going to look like Missoula, like, geez, we extended this guy way too soon. 
So that's why I think there's real pressure on Missoula, especially if they don't make it at least to the conference finals. Number four. Anthony Davis said this before. This is on AD. Whatever you want to believe about the championship in the bubble, that it's real, that it's not real, people are debating it, and that's the problem. This championship would go a long way in determining Anthony Davis's uh, long-term legacy as an NBA star. Number three. Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose win a playoff series. How about that? They better. And, And I'm glad you brought them up because they're matched up in the first round against the Cleveland Cavs. And who's the star for the Cleveland Cavs? Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. And yep. that was his preferred destination this summer. And the Knicks didn't want to pony up on what it would take in order to get him from the Utah Jazz. And oh, by the way, Donovan Mitchell averaging 28 points a game this season on, uh, yeah, let's call it 48% shooting from the field. Pretty damn good. The fact that you didn't go after that guy, the fact that you didn't get him, if you get bounced in the first round mm. and you lose to him, you got egg on your face if you're the New York Knicks. Mitchell will have at least one game in this series with 50 points. Do you agree? Agreed. At least one. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say about this for Tibbs and Leon Rose, hey, fellas, the organization has won one playoff series in 23 years. The New York Knicks, 23 years. Step up, win a series. Do it. That has to happen. Number two. You're going to think this is nuts. Michael Malone, you know, I get it. You're not wrong to say that there's a lot of pressure on Jokic as a great player in the league. But I would also point to Michael Malone, who the other day calls his team soft, because who's going to go first if they don't advance, if they don't get to the conference finals or further? It's going to be Michael Malone because it's the easiest thing to do. He's been there for eight years very quietly. People don't even realize. So... I would argue that Michael Malone's under a good amount of pressure to keep his job uh, because the Nuggets, as the number one overall seed, have got to make it at least to the conference finals. Number one. And you're going to hate this, but it's Joel Embiid, and the reason Mm. is simple. For JoJo, he's the MVP this year. He has tried to downplay it all of a sudden after he complained about it last year. Three years ago, it's Kawhi Leonard and his lucky shot. Then it's Ben Simmons is afraid to go to the free throw line and take a shot. Then it's Doc Rivers. At what point does it fall on the shoulders of Joel Embiid as one of the great players in the league? We can't immediately say that if they don't win, it's not going to be Embiid's fault. At some it's point not. as a superstar? <laughs> huh? It's not going to be At some fault. point as a superstar, you have to get your team over the hump. Especially when you dominate at the level of Embiid. There's a list. You're welcome. You don't have to put your head in your hand. I I have no words. I have no words to you. Like, I don't understand what more Joel Embiid needs to do. Like, good players can't overcome bad coaching. Before I start criticizing Joel Embiid, I I would criticize Doc Rivers. All right, how about this? Let's make it out of the second round, JoJo. I love him. I love Joel Embiid. I do. If they don't make it out of the second round, based on what we've seen from Embiid this year, it won't be because of Embiid. Wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's utterly ridiculous. And Michael Malone being on the list without Jokic, I, I don't understand that either. I, I don't get it. Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, go to Progressive.com 
slash careers and apply online today. I want to talk to somebody else. I, I want to talk to somebody else other than you. Can we, can we go out to the call online? Can, can we talk to somebody else? Because I'm would tired of talking to you. Well, allow me to just finish my read for the lovely people at Progressive. Okay. You can bundle today at Progressive.com. John in Iowa on ESPN Radio. John, the floor is yours. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I was just wanting to call and say I enjoy listening to you guys, but can't he? I think you done fell off in the deep end today, my friend, because <laughs> I don't foresee your Lakers even making it past the, the team from Minnesota tonight. Wow. And another thing, Tansy, you forgot about the Mamba. It's Jordan, then the Mamba. They're in the room by themselves. LeBron's still trying to get into that clubhouse. That's Ooh. all I got for you guys later. Yeah. Thanks, John. We appreciate the call. Ugh. Listen, LeBron's I, in the I'm, room. Well, listen, at least I'm, I'm going to say a, that. I, LeBron's a, in the room. Yeah, I'm a huge Lakers fan. And I've got Kobe in my top five, along with Magic, along with Kareem, and along with LeBron. So, I, I, listen, I get it. I understand, where, I understand where John is coming from, but I, I don't know that I can – I, I don't know that I can put Kobe ahead of LeBron James. I just I, I just don't know that I'm comfortable doing that because LeBron James still has his team competing for championships in his year in his twentieth season. That that's not where the Lakers were at in Kobe's twentieth season. It just wasn't. So I, I mean, a part of that is organizational failure, sure. But but I think in terms of longevity, that's the part where LeBron surpasses Kobe. Look, LeBron is is in that room. I, yeah, I no wouldn't doubt. even try to tell you. I, I'm as much as you may think I'm a Lakers hater and a LeBron hater. I'm not, and not by any stretch. I just okay. like I pride myself on being able to look at things objectively, with one or two notable exceptions. Perhaps Aaron Rodgers. Sure, sure. sure. Let me ask you this question though, because John brought up the fact that he doesn't think the Lakers are going to get past Minnesota tonight. Do, do you see it the same way, or do you think that the Lakers are going to no, take care of their business? No, the Lakers are going to win the game tonight. Okay, okay. I so fully you're just, you're just that. trolling me then. No, I. What I want is to have good material for our show tomorrow. I want. I just, I, as I said the other day, to know me is to understand that I enjoy seeing my friends suffer. And with that being the case, I don't think it's too much to ask for me to have an image in my brain tonight at about 10 after 12 of you a little bit on the edge of your couch, some hand wringing, feeling that little bit of, I can't believe we're playing this team so tight. 114-112 Timberwolves. Kyle Anderson is gone for 26, and there's 28 seconds left in the game. That's all. I just want to make you sweat a little bit. You're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. No, it's not a bad guy. It's for the show. I would expect the same from you if it involved one of my teams. Listen, you're going to get a good game tonight. It's just not going to be the Lakers-Timberwolves. The good game is going to come between the Heat and the Hawks. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Listen, that may be the case, okay? The Heat and the Hawks, I I, I expect the Heat to win this game. And Mm -hmm. the reason being, no matter how you view the Miami Heat and how, let's just call it what it is. It's like going to the dentist sometimes watching a Miami Heat play. It really is. It's painful. But, Canty, defensively, the second-best team in the league 
they are going to grind you down. And I don't know that the Hawks are tough enough to be able to handle that tonight. I, I really don't. I completely agree with you. And there's a reason why our very own Brian Windhorst compared the Miami Heat to the service academies in college football, like watching <laughs> Navy or watching Army play football, Air Force. They're going to run the triple option. You know, they're going to, they're going to, it's going to be boring. It's going to be old school football, four yards in a cloud of dust. That's how the Miami Heat play basketball. Exactly. And it's jarring to watch it. In comparison to the other teams in today's NBA, but hey, that's, what, that's what they do. And here's the other thing: the Miami Heat and their exposure—they've cracked the code when it comes to Trey Young. Like Trey Young plays well against everybody in the postseason except the Miami Heat. Like you look at him playing against the Miami Heat regular season or postseason, his career averages are down against the Heat, and that's just because of the way that they play defense. And their defense leads to opportunities for them in transition on offense. So. Yeah, the Miami Heat are going to make it tough on Trey Young, but there's a ton of pressure on Trey and the Atlanta Hawks in this matchup, not just in what happens in the rest of the postseason, but what happens moving forward with that relationship. Canty, I could not think of a better comparison than what Windhorst did there because you find yourself as a fan of the other team at the end of the night. I can't believe, how do we lose to this team? Blah, 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 blah. When you know that the Heat, you look at them and you're like, they're not nearly as talented as we are. But what do the service academies do? They play the triple option. They cut block you to death. Yeah. They absolutely make it impossible. And they play a style that nobody else plays all season long that you then for that week have to throw everything out to get ready for. And you still can't do it as well as they do. That's yeah. what the Miami Heat are. Yeah, it's it's far it's foreign to you in terms of the style of play. And the, the current players are disinterested and getting involved in that type of game, which is why it's brilliant if you're Eric Spolstra and you're Pat Riley. It allows you to have that sustained success. Now, that being said, I don't think that the Miami Heat are going to go on a deep playoff run because their first-round matchup is the Boston Celtics. And you're talking about two teams going in opposite directions, going back to that matchup they had in the Eastern Conference Finals last playoffs. I just don't see Miami being able to keep pace with what Boston is bringing to the party. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. So, up next, what we do every day at this time, we take our dash to the draft. And we're going to take a look at the wide receivers and who's dominant, who's not, and who may get traded on draft day. Canty's got some good names for you coming up in just moments after this from our friends over at FanDuel. Now, Grand Slams, no-hitters, double plays. They are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash play to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, 
Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Oh, somebody in New Jersey using the word Lacadini. That's right, Canty. According to our friends at Caesars Sportsbook, a New Jersey better has put $69,000 on the Lakers money line. At minus 355. That is wild. That is wild. I don't know how much. I can't do them. I don't know how to do the math on how much that would actually pay out. But I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze, though, big fella. You're staking out 69 grand. What are you going to get from that? Maybe 20, 25? I don't know. Uh, It just doesn't. I don't know if I want to risk it. I I don't know because. You'd be some kind of upset if the Minnesota Timberwolves pull off the upset being shorthanded tonight. Mm, I know somebody is going to be some kind of upset. Not that upset. <laughs> not not losing $70,000 upset. I can promise you You'll that. be okay tomorrow without that. I, yeah, exactly. I might not be able to come on the show, but at least I can live with myself for the rest of the week. You lose seventy grand betting on the Lakers and you come up short? Oh, that... I mean, listen, man, that, that, that'll make you miserable for the rest of the month, hey, the rest of the year. Let's also call that what it is, something you have to explain, and that's not something you want to do. Oh, yeah, you can't explain <laughs> that to your wife. No shot. She'll never understand that one. Kenzie Carlin, ESPN Radio. Let's do it. We do it every, 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 every day at this time. You know what it's time for. Okay, football fan, let's get back to some football. This is the Dash for the Draft with Canty and Carlin. Okay, football fans, let's do it. 
Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Of course, we will be hosting the NFL Draft on ESPN Radio with Mike Tannenbaum and Ian Fitzsimmons live from Kansas City, April 27th, 28th, 29th. Very excited for that. So every day, 4.30 and 6.30 Eastern Time, we do the dash for the draft. And this time, we will focus on potential trades on draft day. And in particular, Canty, at wide receiver. You wanted to get into this because we think about last year and two moves that were made. A.J. Brown traded to the Eagles, which obviously turned out to be massive for them in their way to the Super Bowl. And Hollywood Brown traded from the Ravens to the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Are we looking at similar moves this year on draft night for wide receivers, especially when you look at this wide receiver class? Yeah, I I think we are. And just look at the trends in the NFL, the importance of the wide receiver position. Not only when you start talking about the salaries, but the amount of draft capital that teams have sunk into that, that, that position over the last three drafts. Think about it. In the first round of 2020, you saw six wide receivers go off the board. First round of 2021, you saw five wide receivers go off the board. Last year, you saw six wide receivers drafted in the first round, in addition to those blockbuster trades, uh, which included first-round picks. So I just it shows you the importance of the position. And in a draft where Mel Kuyper Jr. in his latest mock only projects three receivers to be picked in the first round, you got to think that some veteran wide receivers could be on the move on draft night. Now, it just prompted me to take a look at some of the contracts that are out there. Now, we know DeAndre Hopkins has been on the block from the Arizona Cardinals, but some other receivers that are going into the final years of their contract that could potentially be on the move on draft night. How about Mike Evans? who's going into the final year of his contract, making 16.5 million bucks is on the other side of 30. How about Tyler Boyd, who's going to be 30 at the end of this year and knowing the commitments that the Bengals have to make to Joe Burrow and the commitment they have to make to Jamar Chase, maybe Tyler Boyd is available. T. Higgins, a guy that the Bengals said that they don't want to trade, that they want to sign to a long-term deal. Maybe if those contract talks break down, T. Higgins is available on draft night. Jerry Judy, another guy that we're anticipating could be on the move that's going into the final year of his deal. So there are a lot of guys that, that you know could be on the move on the first night of the draft, guys that would command a first-round pick from the acquiring team. So I think it's fascinating the, the layer that this, uh, this, this potential crop of NFL veteran wide receivers could have in their impact on, uh, on April 27th on the first night of the draft. Canty, I, uh, I, I got to tell you, if I'm a team and I have a chance to get Mike Evans for, let's say, a third or a second, boy, I would jump on that. Yeah. Uh, and, and talking to people the last couple of days around the league getting ready for the draft – there is one common theme about the wide receivers. There are differing opinions on who's the best one, mm-hmm. but one thing is common. Nobody feels like there's an elite, elite top guy here. Yeah. Nobody feels that way. Yeah, Some people which... like Jackson Smith and Jigba. Some people like Quentin Johnston. But like, even if you look at Mel's latest mock draft, which came out today, it's a two-round mock draft. He has Quentin Johnston in the second round. 
Yeah, and, and Mel said he thought about putting Jordan Addison in the second round based yeah. on what he's hearing, but he watched the tape and he's just saying, listen, based on the tape, you got to you got to put him in the first round. You think he's going to go in the first round, but you know, and talking to folks that you could see a scenario where he slides to the second round and that just goes to show you how NFL talent evaluators see this class of wide receivers. Now, I love Zay Flowers. I think he's the top receiver in this class because of his versatility and explosiveness. Mm-hmm. But but I will say this. The position is is increasingly important in today's game because everything is oriented around the quarterback. And being able to have weapons goes a long ways to being able to develop franchise quarterback and sustain productivity for guys that you hit on at the most important position. So I, I understand it, but in looking at what Mel came out with with his latest mock, I would be shocked if we didn't see a veteran wide receiver on the move on the first night of draft. Granted, he's older, but boy, I would love to get my hands on Mike Evans if I'm a team that needs one. I mean, and Mike I know Evans, that H- DeAndre Hopkins, they, they're yep. moving. Combined. Here's the thing. All of those guys that are – Jerry Judy is a good wide receiver. Tyler Boyd is a reliable wide receiver. Maybe not a number one, but a reliable wide receiver. Uh, I mean, T. Higgins yep. should be a number one wide receiver, could be a number one wide receiver. So if you're a team that's looking for a guy that can dictate front and coverage on the outside of your offense, outside of the numbers, then then maybe you're not looking toward the college ranks. Maybe – you're looking on another NFL roster in order to try to acquire a guy. If you are trading away T. Higgins, if you're the Bengals, that's a mistake. Tyler Boyd, I can understand. T. Higgins, that's a mistake. You have a chance to have the two best receivers, uh, the best the best receiver tandem in the league. And I know you got to pay everybody, and you can't, you can't do that. Every, you can't pay yeah. everybody. Yeah, I understand that. But T. Higgins is too good to trade this. Well, let me ask you this question. You not only got to pay Jamar Chase, you got to pay Joe Burrow. How good do you think Joe Burrow is? Because (laughs) just keep in mind, the Kansas City Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill. They traded Tyreek Hill, a consensus top five receiver and the fastest player in the league with the ball in his hands. They traded him, and their quarterback won an MVP and won the Super Bowl in the season afterward. So you have to ask yourself, like, if you know you can't pay everybody, if you got to make a sizable commitment to your quarterback – and to and to Jamar Chase, then then would you consider trading T. Higgins if the right trade package came across your desk? I think that's something that the Bengals would absolutely have to consider. Oh, Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. The only thing I would say about comparing it to Tyreek Hill, at least they had already paid him once before they traded him away. You know what I mean? Like, they, they had given him a contract one time. It wasn't like T. Higgins, who was still on the rookie contract. Sure, but Tyreek Hill is the number one receiver, and T. Higgins is not a number one receiver in Cincinnati. So, I mean, it cuts both ways. Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Candy, what do we do? We like to make people money. What did we do last night? We made people some money. And we're going to do that again tonight, because Canty is all in on the Lake Show. And we are, too. That's on the way next. ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Sweet little baseball parlay hit last night with the Dodgers over the Giants on the money line, over seven runs, and Mookie Betts driving in a run, played, uh, paid off at plus four Hundred, I like it. I like it a lot, Canty. We are on a nice little roll here. We've hit a couple in the yeah. last week. Yeah, we have, but we're not going to be like Bill Belichick and rest on our laurels and talk about yeah. what we did in the past, right? We're, we're, no, we're we are not. About moving forward. So we're, we're we're on to the next. We are on to the Lakers. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. And this is why it's extra special. We are jumping on the Lakers tonight just to add the pressure to Canty a little bit. Lakers eight and a half point favorites over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Over under 233. Canty, we're laying the eight and a half points. Are you confident in that? Yeah, I'm comfortable doing that. Okay. Points over... I suggested Anthony Davis at first, and you said, no, this might be a runaway, so he may not go over 25 and a half points. Yes. So, Austin Reeves, 15 and a half. I like love it? it. Love it. Not like it. I love it. And love then it. rebounds. Jared Vanderbilt, over five and a half. Jared not Vanderbilt. Feel, not, not feeling that. Not feeling that. Okay. Not feeling that. Okay, then what do we say about? Hmm. I Angela actually like Russell. the. I like. I here's the thing. I actually like the under on team total in this game. Really? So the over under is two thirty three. I like the under. Okay. I like the under. So you got the Lakers minus eight and a half, under two thirty three, Austin Reeves over fifteen and a half. Bingo. Three legs, same game parlay, Caesar Sportsbook plus five thirty. Ooh, oh. let's go, baby! Oh, let's go! <laughs> this is going to be a Carlin can't lose game because I am going to put the money down, and if the Lakers do it, then I win, and that all happens, I win. If the Lakers lose, I win too. <laughs> Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. Canty, I swear I was thinking about this last night, and then today I see the story. Major League Baseball, because of the shorter games, games on average now are two hours and 40 minutes so far this year, mm-hmm. compared to last year at 3.03 because of the play clock and or the pitch clock and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It made me think, you know, that's a half hour less to sell concessions and to sell beers, right? Yeah. So today, that's exactly what they're doing. They are moving last call on beers from the seventh inning. It's usually seventh inning stretch yeah. to the eighth inning. Of course they are. 
Yep. They're losing money on concessions and beers. Yeah, we'd rather have you liquored up when you leave the stadium, good luck driving home, versus us lose on the bottom line. Right. But they are losing on the bottom line. And I'll tell you what else it's going to do. It's also going to increase the ticket prices available if they keep losing money on concessions. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, but the big, but the bread is buttered with the television contracts, and and that's driven by the interest that fans have in oh, watching I know. the game, and and they've got to find a way to drum up interest. So I I don't look at the innovations as creating more problems for the owners as opposed to them solving problems. Oh for no, the listen, they're not gonna they're not going to complain at all or change the rules. No, that's not going to happen. They're just going to figure out where else they can screw you to get that other money that they lost. That's oh, it. Oh, no doubt. No That's doubt. That's it. No doubt. Uh, former Arizona Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury named a senior offensive analyst at USC. Can't he? So he's he, finally going to USC to work. Yeah, apparently. Because when he was fired from Texas Tech, he was supposed to be the OC at USC before he ended up getting the job as the Arizona Cardinals head coach. I've never seen anyone quite fail up the way that Cliff Kingsbury has failed up. Well, it's really even impressive. Bring, even bring this into it, Canty. He got a five-year extension last year at $5 million per year prior to the season. So he's got four years off if he wants. Tell me I'm wrong. Does Cliff Kingsbury look like a guy who would understand how to spend the next four years on $5 million a year doing nothing? Oh, he yeah, absolutely he, absolutely, does. he absolutely would. And let me translate his job title, Senior Offensive Analyst at USC. It means that I'm going to get credit if things go well. If things go south, I'm not a position coach, so it's not my fault. That's the job title at USC. I know there are people that have to do something, right? I'm sorry. If I got four years and $5 million a year left, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out my time. Let me be bored. I will see the world at that point. Cliff, seriously, you don't need to work on Caleb Williams. Go hit the beach. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.